0: Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Sparked by its recent movie announcement, today we're spotlighting the Adult Swim cartoon, Venture Brothers. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman.
1: This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton.
0: All right. Venture Brothers was created by Jackson Public and Doc Hammer and premiered on Adult Swim in 2004 and has become one of Adult Swim's longest running programs. Jackson Public had initially conceived the idea for comics, but felt the world was becoming too large to explore as short stories. Public then had a pilot script written and pitched the show first to Comedy Central, but they passed. Reportedly, he hadn't considered Cartoon Network because he didn't want to dilute the show down, uh, and at the time, he was unaware that the show had a block in the evenings that played more mature material. So in 2002, a pilot was greenlit for production by Adult Swim, which aired the following year, and then the first season started the year after that. What's unique about Venture Brothers is that it doesn't consist of a typical writer's room. Jackson Public and Doc Hammer split the writing duties themselves. Each episode is written by one or the other or both as co-writers. Venture Brothers ran for seven seasons, but was canceled in 2020 despite being greenlit for an eighth and final season. Adult Swim was working with Jackson Public and Doc Hammer to continue Venture somehow, and in November of 2020, HBO Max General Manager tweeted that they were working on reviving Venture. And finally, recently... Very recently, like last week at the time of this recording, it was announced that Venture Brothers would be getting a direct-to-video movie release date yet to be announced. So Venture Brothers, the first thing I'll ask is when you guys think of
1: Venture Brothers, like what stands out to you? <laughs> Johnny Quest, at least initially. Okay. The vibes from the first season definitely mimics what we've seen of Johnny Quest, but since then, 14 years ago, hell, it, it's not Johnny Quest. Right. At this point, it's comic book pop culture. Okay,
0: yeah, I I agree completely. It was sold to me as it's a, it's a spoof of Johnny Quest, but not.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely the jumping off point is Johnny Quest. You know, even so, in the in very in the, in the you know they don't really do much with it after like the first couple seasons, the whole action Johnny bit, mm. and then we actually get race Bannon early on. The show itself starts off that way, and then immediately, when I think of it, for me, it's it's the idea of it. It starts off as Johnny Quest, and then eventually it, it evolves into you know its own world. I mean, early on you get you get the action Johnny stuff, or you get the we actually get race in early on in the first season, but it definitely evolves past that pretty quick. I mean, I know it's, it's been that show when, when we talked about it in the open about how, when it premiered and now where we're at. It's hard to think of that it actually started that long ago, yeah, and that we ha- we still have you know there's still I still think it's going to be oh, well you know I'm going to click on to, to Cartoon Network or whatever, and then there it'll be back, but instead we're just getting the movie, which is still a great thing, but you know, I was definitely waiting for the latest season to show up
0: yeah, for sure and we'll definitely we'll tackle the movie uh later on in the show, but um. Yeah, I think uh, I think again, I I don't disagree at all. I think that, you know, it it evolves fairly quickly and and you know, while it will make a nod here and there to Johnny Quest. Like I remember like I, I thought that Race Bannon had only showed up in like that first episode in that first season. Mm-hmm. Not the first episode, but you know, he's in he's in an episode in the first season, and then right. I was rewatching a couple gearing up to do this, and he popped up in like season three also like really okay. quick and I just so I think it's kind of fun that occasionally they'll sort of
3: take a nod back
0: to to like where it all
3: started mm-hmm. you know I mean the title itself is obviously a play on, on Johnny Quest Venture Quest Venture right. Brothers. it's the, like a you know, boy adventures uh, I was surprised though that because that, I remembered Action Johnny which was their take on Johnny Quest which is like a grown up Johnny Quest but strung out right (laughs) and and then i hadn't watched the early episodes again until just quite recently Uh, and like i was surprised they actually do race bannon by name and design as race bannon Mm -hmm. right and he's the only one that they didn't like parody everybody else is just kind of a parody or a send-up version of them yeah so i did think that was kind of odd like no they like went straight there and like they actually use the name race bannon and it's clearly him Mm -hmm. but everything else is a play
2: because the villain, like the main villain of Johnny Quest, is the one that's. I mean, he—that's the main character. that I think they got the most mileage out of when you say the villain oh, from that, Johnny Quest. Yeah, Doctor Zinn? Yeah, Doctor Zin. Yeah, because right. Zin. oh, <laughs> yeah. Zin. Doctor Zins like appears in you know further further along in the seasons. Like I think he's even right. in the last season, isn't he? Yeah, he's de- he's definitely at least in season six. Yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like you're saying, that's that's not the limit of their thing. That's only right. like the the germ of the idea came from that stuff and. And plays with it through along the way. But it's also, I mean, they're drawing from every kind of pop culture you can think of. There's Six Million Dollar Man. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Sasquatch in their first season. Like, they're taking <laughs> stuff from anywhere they can get. Any type of pop cultural references. Anything that's influenced to them. Yeah.
1: Fantastic Four. Yeah,
3: Fantastic Four early on. Which is a really fun take which, on and it. And
0: it's funny yeah. Cause it's, it, it's also like a mixed bag. It's also like, it's, it's like, it's like the race man thing that we were saying, like, in some cases it's like a take on like a familiar concept or a familiar thing in pop culture. And sometimes it's like, it's like mentioning the thing, the actual right. thing, like they'll yeah. mention like Iron Man by name, like, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. It's a fun world. It makes me wonder about what Jackson public's notes were like when he was initially conceiving it as just like a bunch of short, comic book stories.
3: Right. right? Well, I mean, something that I found interesting when I went back to and just started rewatching season one stuff is that doc hammer wasn't involved in the pilot. And we think of it as being Jackson public and doc hammer mm-hmm. paired. Mm-hmm. but the pilot is 100%. It's it's Jackson public writing, directing, creating mm-hmm. and doc Hammer has like a credit on the pilot, but it's like editing the music. He was like music editor for that episode. Okay. And that appears to be the extent of his involvement in the pilot. And so not even a voice.
0: He wasn't even voicing. No, he wasn't even
3: voiced. Dr. Girlfriend appears in it, but I think Jackson public did the Dr. Girlfriend voice in the pilot. Okay. Oh, wow. And so the pilot ran, I remember in, if I remember right, it was like new year's Eve Mm -hmm. of 2003. Like, Mm -hmm. so maybe the beginning of 2004, like end of 2003, beginning of 2004. I can't remember for sure. And then there was a delay before the show started between the pilot and and the actual series picking up. And when I went back and rewatched it, I was like, okay, like like many early episodes of anything, especially a pilot, you're like, you can see the thing, but it's not quite the thing yet. Right. Right. You're like, they're still finding their footing. They're still, you know, picking up speed. And and so when I I watched season one, like uh, just to get ready for this again, and so I was curious to see, like, okay, how soon is it before it's the thing? Before uh, like before I'm like, yep, this is venture now. Like they were they're full steam ahead, and it was the third episode, counting the (laughs) violet. Wow, which is the. Careers in Science episode where they mm. go to the gargantuan space station for the first
2: time. It's <laughs> a good yeah.
3: one. And by that one, I'm like, okay, like they're like they hit their stride. Like they hit <laughs> their stride that fast. But that episode is also the first one written by Doc Hammer. Uh,
2: so it's when okay. he's
3: like when the the pairing of them, like gelled, was like right, right off the bat. And that's when it became like, yep, yeah, like this is the thing we've known and loved ever since. Uh, And I mean, the two episodes prior to that are good episodes too. the pilot and the um, uh, the chupacabra, the one in
2: Mexico. Yeah, the Dia de de, de los uh, Dangers. Yes. Yes. I
3: mean, they're both good episodes, too. But yeah, Mm -hmm. the the third episode was um, the story was by Ben Edlund and Doc Ah. Hammer. Right. And script by Doc Hammer. Okay, and, and then directed by Jackson Public, and by that time I'm like, yep, yeah, like they're in full they're in full swing by like that early on. It was it was kind of crazy to see because I was expecting it to take a little longer, like it does for many many shows, right, right, uh, for them to find their footing. And that is the other thing um, we didn't mention is the Ben Edlund influence here, yeah, because Ben Edlund is the creator of the Tick, the original creator of the Tick comic book, and then who has been involved in the take animated show they take live action shows he's gone on to have a you know pretty prolific career as consulting producer and writer and such in tv i think he wrote did he write firefly episode i believe so yeah didn't he write on supernatural also he was a consulting producer on supernatural so he was he was fairly heavily involved especially in the early seasons of supernatural but he's the one who found jackson public who was previously known as chris mccullough right Mm. That uh, Jackson Public, when he was about 20, started a indie comic called Cement Shoes that was published (laughs) by like a micro press. And it was like a superhero parody. It was Mm -hmm. I think it was through the comic store that he was going to that that published it. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And which is kind of like that's how the tick was published, too. It was published Mm -hmm. through New England Comics, which was a comic book store. Right. And Ben Edland had, like, found his indie comic and liked it and hit him up at a convention in, like, the mid-90s to to write a Tick spinoff. Uh, or not a Tick spinoff, but a, like, storyline comic, The Karma Tornado. Mm-hmm. So he wrote four issues of The Tick in 1995 and then got drafted into the animated series when the animated series got picked up for more episodes and they needed more scripts faster. And then he started storyboarding on it because he was also an artist. Right. And that's where he launched off from there. And then Doc Hammer's connection also goes seems to go back to Ben Edland. He acted in a short film that was directed by Ben Edland called Crawley. Or Crawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crawley. Mm-hmm. And that appears to have also been in the mid nineties. So I think that was the connection that got uh, Doc Hammer and, and Jackson Public together as they both knew Ben Edlund and had both worked with Ben Edlund. Mm-hmm. So that was that was something interesting I found. Yeah. And one other interesting thing is I never read Cement Shoes, which was Jackson Public's comic. It was a, it appears to be a superhero parody about a superhero with concrete feet, like <laughs> giant <laughs> cement feet. Right. And the cover for number 2 appears to have beloved Venture Brothers character Brick Frog on it. Oh, so really? Brick Frog, <laughs> Brick Frog predates Venture Brothers. Wow. Everyone's favorite brick frog. (laughs) The man who just wears a frog suit and carries a brick.
0: Right. (laughs) That is one of my favorite things about the show too, is the weird like super villains and, and that they just come up with like, like white noise is like, he's a guy that's like static. Yeah. (laughs) He's
3: like like TV static. Yeah. Yeah. But so you were asking about the notes and I'm sure like these comics, like if you go back to cement shoes and if you go back to karma tornadoes and the stuff he was doing with Ben Edlin and the tick and the stuff he was doing in a solo comic. I'm like, a lot of it's there. I think like, you'll see the germs of where a lot of these ideas came from.
2: Right. Yeah. One thing I like about the fact that with all the, the crazy villains and, and heroes and stuff they create, some of it is, you know, um, pastiche or an homage, but there's also the, the, the feeling of, and they've said so much in like in the commentary for the venture Brothers stuff, they've said, you know, I think it was the, the first place they mentioned it was the, the flea market episode. Mm-hmm. Which I can't remember the name In of it. the first season? Uh right. is that yeah, is it that is that the one? Tag sale, you're it? Okay. In Tag Sale You're It, I think it's a commentary for that one. They're like, you know, they're just they're pointing out background characters, right? Um, if you ever listen to, to Jackson Public and Doc Hammer, do their 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 commentaries. Commentaries are great, but they don't talk about the episodes all that much. No, <laughs> not at all. Not really. They like they, they sort of jump all over the place. Yeah. Um but um you you find out a lot of cool stuff like what goes when they do talk about the show, they do drop a lot of cool nuggets. And one of the things they said was, and they do say this later, but the first place I remember hearing it was in this episode they talk about the fact that the, a lot of the background characters they have like full Bible, you know, character like the, a full listing of what this character is all about. And you know, they're like, we could write episodes about that guy, <laughs> just right. that guy in the background. <laughs> like, we don't like, I don't know if the character is even named or ever named in all the seasons of the show. But they're definitely like, we could do as much, you know, there's a ton of things we could do about that guy or that gal or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea that these characters, you know, that, that may get one point or one line or a couple lines in an episode or something, they have a full realization for. Right. And like, you know, the the feeling of that is, you know, a lot of times in that situation, um, you might just have background or filler characters, but it's not really, um, in this show, it's not, which I think is unique to the show as well. Yeah.
0: Well, it's almost like I get the feeling that they almost do that for fun, too, that, sure. like you know, they go to a bar, they get together at, you know, whatever. And then they're just like, all right, like, you're just throwing around like weird ideas for, for mm-hmm. characters. And then before you know it, like, you know, it's in the show. Right. Like,
3: yeah. Sure. The one funny counterpoint to that I remember is the the like the episode starts with a death match between Ghost Robot Mm -hmm. and i can't remember who ghost robots fighting but ghost robot loses the fight and is killed in the fight and they talked about like like everyone being like why'd you kill ghost robot like why ghost (laughs) robot have to die right and they're like the whole point is that he's a ghost and a robot which is two things that aren't alive right right Right. they were never alive he was never alive you can't kill a thing that's not alive that's the joke Right. So that was like the one where everyone's like, <laughs> give us more of that. And they're like, there's no more of that. Like, that's the whole point. <laughs> right.
2: Well, I always thought, I mean, again, when you talk about the parody, I always thought Ghost Robot was supposed to be Vision.
3: Yeah. Like, like uh, I thought, really? yeah, there was probably a play on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, thought, like why they killed him is because he wasn't alive. <laughs> sure.
2: You could. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Zach and I have had the discussion about, you know, you can do anything you want to to a robot in a show and still get the emotional response and not have like the graphic horror of like, Oh my God. So that they just tore the arm off that thing. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, I always, like I said, I remember that when you tell that story before and I thought, yeah, I always thought that the character was supposed to be based on the vision and, you know, and people, you know, obviously were, were torn up when vision died. Spoiler. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's one of those, you know, one of those moments where I remember thinking, yeah, I I see why they did that. But at the same time, yeah, you can't kill something that was never alive. (laughs)
0: yeah i always get the feeling though too that it's like jackson public like filling in doc hammer on like that comic booky stuff because like like listening to commentaries and seeing them at panels and everything like it does always strike me that doc hammer has like no idea about this stuff
3: yeah i mean some like he's i think it's just that some of the later stuff because i think doc hammer is a little bit older than jackson public just Mm -hmm. by a little bit like five years or so but i remember at one of the san diego Comic-Con panels for Venture Brothers that I went to. This was probably 2014 or so. Mm -hmm. And it was around the time they were talking about the casting announcements for Doctor Strange, but nothing had been announced yet. So they were developing Doctor Strange. Doc Hammer was so mad at the thought of anybody but him being (laughs) Dr. Strange (laughs) because like he was so mad about whatever rumors there were at the time. And someone's like, like, you should be Dr. Strange. And he's like me. He's like, I should be Dr. Strange. (laughs) He's like, uh, he's like, I'm already a doctor. right? He's like, I'm Doc. I'm a doctor. And he's like, and I'm strange. Yeah. And, and so, like, I think he loves Doctor Strange because Doctor Orpheus, I yes. assume, is is one of his characters. And, right. And, and he's like, early, he too, right? He loves Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Orpheus is uh, five episodes. Well, past the pilot, you get five yeah. episodes in. Right. So,
3: yeah. It's a pretty early edition.
2: But that's also one of those, you know, one of the things that I love about first season is that you get Orpheus and then you have that moment of, of, of Rusty, <laughs> of Thaddeus. Uh-huh. Venture, uh, Doc, just being terrible,
3: mm-hmm. right? Because
2: that's the, the reveal on that one. Spoiler is is that he had to use some unorthodox parts in order to make right. the machine work. <laughs> His machine that like makes traps people in their best dreams. Yes, right. but in order to make it, it was like uh, you know you can you know you can go watch the episode and find out what the unorthodox parts are. But it's definitely <laughs> like they don't lean as heavily. Like after that, he, like there are moments, obviously, in other episodes where he does terrible stuff where he's a horrible human being, but it's not quite as bad as that one. Like that one's like, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> but I, you know, that's, it's, it's, it was definitely a moment of like, okay, so they're not, they're not, they're not not willing to show him be awful. Right. Right. So what, what episode was it that sold you guys? I remember cause
0: Frank, I remember you, you were the one that was, that was telling me about Venture Brothers and right. you, you had loaned me like, like a, a, a bootleg yes. copy of that's the how, first season that that's you got. How I got convention. first season, yes. Yeah. So did you had did you see the pilot when 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 it
2: aired originally? I don't believe I did. What I think I saw first was either commercials for it and then picked mm-hmm. up on what it was supposed to be parroting and went okay and I like the art style and then thought um or I might have seen the scene with is the pilot has, does the pilot have the scene with Brock and the alligator?
3: Yeah, when they land at the UN
2: mm. and the alligator comes out of the plane. I might have okay. seen that out of context. It was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then decided to check it out. If I remember correctly, that's what it might have been. But but then I I was I mean, I love the, the the very first episode. I love DLO's mm. Dangerous. That were the, you know, where the whole, you know, how do you say doctor in Spanish? Doctor. You <laughs> know, that old bit it yeah. always makes me laugh. That yeah, and the, and, the, and, the, and the and the the kid that's the 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 luchador, you know, take me with you. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that stuff is great, you know. So I was, I mean, you know, nothing. Really no... The
3: first, it's the first they start to play with Monarch's henchmen in that one, sure. And okay. Speedy, oh Brian, Speedy, <laughs> who doesn't make it out. But they decided they liked playing with the henchmen, and that's when we later get uh, twenty one and twenty four,
2: right? Yeah, I, and that was where I think. I mean, it didn't take long. I was in it pretty. For, once I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is a show for me, right? So Speedy was this close to getting his
3: wings. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that's a good one
3: that's yeah Yeah, and that was the 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 official first episode was the one you're
2: talking about Mm -hmm. right and again it's a moment that ends with doc like sizing up the the boys kidneys
3: oh yeah because he gets (laughs) because the dr venture gets his kidneys stolen in in mexico and wakes up in a bathtub full of ice right (laughs) right yeah (laughs) <laughs> but luckily he's got two sons and then yeah. and then takes a kidney from both from of each them so he gets two back.
2: <laughs> yes. Again, just just awful. <laughs> oh, good old Rusty. Yes. Good old Rusty
3: Venture. Yeah. Yeah. I did see the pilot when it aired that night. Like okay. I I think I recorded it because I knew they were gonna be showing some new stuff that night. So mm-hmm. I just recorded like the whole adult swim block that evening. And and so that's how I watched it. And then I watched the pilot on that tape you know handful of times because yeah. I really liked the pilot. But like I said before, there was like a year between mm. the pilot and the show actually right. going and I completely lost track of it and didn't know it started. <laughs> and so it wasn't until like season two, which was mm. probably like four years later or something because right. of, because <laughs> of how they go. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like they made that show. Like it wasn't just a pilot. Like it actually happened. Yeah. And then I and then I had to go back and catch up.
1: Yeah. Tommy, what about you? Uh, I was a little late to the party. It wasn't like until... um. Yeah, me too. The trial of the Monarch in the first season that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, me and my brother have a gong going bit, Would you just randomly say Mecca Shiva. <laughs> it's just, it's just, that's just hilarious. I mean, it's yes. just... To me, that that shows like the king of one liners. it'll say something so outlandish in a response <laughs> right. to something that you can't help but laugh at the absurdity of it.
2: For me, yeah. it's for me for that episode, it's anytime I have to get down on the floor to get something, I'm always like, but there's pee pee on the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah see, see? <laughs> it'll just it'll just it'll kill with the one-liners on yeah. an explanation or something.
2: The but, whole show is
0: infinitely quotable. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. It really is, yes. Yeah.
1: But one thing that Stands out to me in that show overall is the whole how far they take sins of the father. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I I <laughs> thought first season Rest, Rusty Venture was the worst person ever, mm-hmm. but the more they dealt into his father, yes. Daddy's it's, Rencher, yeah, Venture, G Venture, right? But yeah, no, it's Jonas, Jonas, thank you, Jonas oh, yeah. Venture. Yeah, no, they,
2: but well, they tease. I mean, they do a lot of like little bits at first, like there's the key party. Mm-hmm. right i think it's the first time where, where you you know if you know what a key party is um what's that what's that movie with toby Maguire? the ice storm yeah the ice oh. storm yeah
3: directed by ang Go lee i the was ice like, like sea biscuit
2: no not yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i don't believe there's a key party in in sea biscuit i could be wrong but The um, ice
3: storm also opens with toby toby Maguire reading a fantastic four comic and okay. telling you what's happening in the story like <laughs> it all comes around.
2: Nice. But yeah, go watch that that'll explain key parties to you. Anyway, um yeah, I mean there's a, there's a point where they they definitely show you that, you know, Jonas they start to at least subtly show that Jonas is not I mean, yes, he was he was a bigger quote-unquote adventurer hero than than uh, Rusty is. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's it's there's the there's the public face and then there's the actual man. Sure. You know.
1: So yeah, they all, play
0: they play early on how how Rusty has got like an inferiority complex Mm -hmm. because Jonas is is bigger, more polished. Right. But yeah, what what Tommy's saying is that is that I mean, the the, the layers that every character has season after season after season, like is really impressive. Yes, I think. And and is. If you started at the beginning, right, not like as the show is still like finding out what it's going to be like, it is surprising how 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 it evolves because i mean mm-hmm. it's really dense all of it
2: <laughs> well it's funny that you say you that because again i didn't have chance, I, I just didn't have time the, the week was crazy to watch any of it but i mean i've seen like the i've seen the first three or four seasons multiple times mm-hmm. and then i started to look at like wiki and other stuff and it's funny like the early synopsis are like three or four lines but right. as you get to like further and further in the seasons like the explanation of what's going on in the show, because it is so dense and it is so mm-hmm. layered, which is not a bad thing at all. No. Starts you know, It's one of those things where like there it's, it's like eight to 12 lines of trying to explain in each episode, mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, I mean, at one point I think it's around, is it season four or five? There's the part where it's the, it's the Gary where, <laughs> where, where 20 is a 21 is, is explaining is, uh, the atomic comic collection connection where he's does the bit where he's like, basically he's like, I'm gonna do the venture brothers in seven minutes or whatever.
3: Mm. Okay.
2: Which is a good recap. Like they explain everything up to that right. point that happens. Right. But you know, it's one of those, we were, we were talking a little bit before this, like there's a lot of stuff. There's just so much that goes on that if you don't, if it's not fresh and in this case, you know, it wasn't fresh for me, mm. you know, it's, there's a lot to keep up with, which again, right. I'm not, I, I love the show. I, I love the show so much but it's, I'm not slamming. I'm just saying, you know, it's not a casual watch.
0: Yeah. No, no, it isn't. And, and, and it seems like on the surface that it, that it is. Yes. Right. That's, it, yeah. is, is the thing. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I mean, by the time you get to season four, I think, because that was always my thing about it too. And, and like, and you guys know how much I love season two. I talk up season two all the, like all the time. I love it. I think mm-hmm. it's still one of the best ones that they've done, but there was, a period and, and and I admire this. And at the same time, like I kind of got blue balls from the show a little bit because it kept in a way teasing evolution, right? And and we're like it like things would evolve and things would happen and plot lines would go and you would think that like everything's gonna take a step forward. Mm-hmm. And then they would do something right. to sort of like bring it back to status quo. Right. It's very much like like, you know, comic booky uh new new writer team new creative team, like jumping on board. Right. You put all your mm. toys back in the toy box. Right. And th- and they were kind of doing that like season to season where they were like building up like all this theme and then you get the finale and like big stuff would happen. And then, and then they would like, sort of like set it right again. And then season well, four to me right. is like the first one. where like all that stuff that they're building, like really starts to, to, to like pile up
1: mm-hmm.
0: now. You know what I mean? I think that they really started to steer into it in season four, like, OK, like, let's actually move forward. You know what I mean? Right. Well, do you think it's season four, or season three? What's the end of four? No, no, I think I think it's the end. I think it's the end of three uh-huh. into the first episode. I think the first
2: episode of four
0: does a lot of heavy lifting of like of no, no, we're sticking with
2: this. So you mean like, OK, so the end of season three spoiler for people who haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, then go watch it and come back. Is the whole thing with the clones, right? Right. Okay. Where they basically like they they basically say this is it. We can't keep having Hank and Dean <laughs> die off. Right. And I laugh because it's it's a conceit of the show. I'm not laughing because I enjoy the death of the two boys. But right. you know, it's just one of those things where, like, as, you know, as Rusty says, you know, when you have when you're going on these ventures, it's a good to have a few clone slugs laying around. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So.
0: He's he's he said he says something. It's like if you have accident prone kids, you that's put it. them in a helmet. If you have death prone kids, you yeah. ha- keep some clones lying around. Right. That's like, it. Yeah. Right.
2: So yeah, that that's you know that's like a, the the OSI story. They have the OSI fight between. Is that what I am thinking of?
1: No, that's that, the, That's in season me. three. At the okay. end of season three is where, um, Brock leaves. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then the dynamic changes within the story. Okay. Um, it's to me, what I enjoyed about it is what, uh, to, all right, let me bring it back a bit. What I enjoy about the show and the writing is they don't rest on a simple concept. Things get boring to them quick. Mm-hmm. I give them credit on keeping the core characters and everybody else is a maybe. Right. And mm-hmm. season three is where you really see it. That's what the death of 24 two. <laughs> right yeah. right and you see 21 take a turn for a different character development cuz that right. goes
2: the whole thing of him like the moment where he tries to square off with Brock.
1: No, that's later. Is that I'm thinking that later? Okay. Yeah. Um it's much later because he becomes his own person and um I think it's in 5 is where he squares off against Brock and finally gets Brock's respect. Okay, uh, for having to um deal with him, but it's uh, you bring up um hatred as the bodyguard in the, uh, in season four. Um, and Maji and hatred was brought up since season one. Right. Yeah. yeah he's so, in early. Yeah. yeah. He's in, he's in earlier than I, than I remembered him to be. Yeah. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they don't, I mean, you're used to, if a breakout character comes out, because a lot of people thought, what was it? The, um, Orpheus, daughter was going to be a huge part, but right. did, they sort of like throw away to the side, but I just love how they continually, Develop the characters and bring other people in, and you think they're going to be a big deal, but they could be a one and done.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I mean. That that's that's when I was like, when that stuff started. It's like it, it's season is when I started to get like really, really invested in everything. Right. Right. Because, like you were saying, so so end of, I'll 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 go to the end of season one into season two to kind of illustrate what I mean about like the shift. And this will be super spoilery. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Right. But at the end of season one, when the boys die, right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, what happened? Right. <laughs> right. And then they have the first episode of season two, powerless in the face of death. Right. Yeah. And, and it opens with <laughs> Doc very much coping with the death of his boys. Right. Played for laughs also and, and everything like that. But right. there's there's like there's a new. um. Opening sequence, right where it's you know right. instead of Hank and Dean running, the new sequence is like is Jonas Junior and Thaddeus running, and it's like this is the new Venture Brothers, and they, and they tease sort of like mm-hmm. like we're moving in a different direction, and then by the end by the end of that episode, that's when you get the reveal. Oh, but they have clones lying around, and then here are the boys again, and they've and they're and we brought them back, and so now we're at a point where the show is what you recognize again. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean. So it's like there was a lot of that going on. I thought we're like, like, you know, pushing forward, pushing forward and like, no, 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 we're bringing it back. Now you reckon this is something that you recognize again. And then it's at the end of season three when that attack on the compound of the venture compound and they bring out all the clones to kind of help like as an army to help fight off whatever was it. Was it Sphinx? I think so. They're fighting off. Yeah. And then it's sort of like that's the moment when it's like Okay, the boy safety net is gone, mm-hmm. right? And Brock leaves, and he stays gone, and it like and they play and it's strung out for like the whole rest of the season, right? You know what I mean? And there's no, there's no like Brock coming back the next episode, and then we're back to, to status quo. It's like no, no, no,
2: it's gone, and it plays out. Yeah, because that one season two is the one that opens with him in the club, right? Right. Where he's like, "This is Sky. We're gonna have a child. All that stuff, right? Yeah, it's a great episode. I love love that that episode. No, I love that one too. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, that whole thing with it's, and it's not. Let me see. I'm looking now. It's, uh, Force of the Monarch and OSI face off, and then the Slugs come in, Mm. in that episode in the finale for three, Mm. and then four picks up with, uh, yeah, like you said, that's the whole thing. That's the one with. With Brock and you find it's that the one where he's got the thing with the the helper when his Brock's going that's yeah, what helpers in his helpers in his chest, <laughs> yeah. in his chest? <laughs> yes. right okay yeah that's a that's a one. great
3: episode too helper being their little robot that just beeps yeah right, rolls right. around behind them
2: yeah that basically talks an old old felt tele- to me it's a, like old telephone tone right yeah. yeah yeah not for me it's like I I think we talked about it before like I am you know I love season four like season four is the one where I'm just like. Cause I love the end of season four. I love operation prom and prom is in the, mm-hmm. is in uh is a uh, acronym. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, you know, at the time, I mean, I'm glad we get more, but I was perfectly okay with the end of season four being the finale finale. Like I was mm-hmm. fine with it. Like the bit where you get with, with Brock and, and, and Molotov cocktails. Where he finally basically is like, you know, they he basically resolves that stuff with her and then
3: And she's their black widow analogue.
2: Yep. Yeah. Rock is their yeah. race band in analog. Yeah. <laughs> and you have that whole bit with the uh, with the car on the edge, and you find out what she's been up to, and then the whole thing with the with the the black hearts are are there at the prom with everyone else. You know, and it's one of those things where what you know what seemed like it was gonna be okay, you know, even though they're using Spanish fly, which is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, you have that whole bit of pulp like a friend.
3: Yep. Yeah, which you mentioned a couple episodes ago is that they, they bought the license, the song, like a friend by pulp. Yeah. Right. And spent like half the season's budget on that <laughs> right, song. Yep. On
2: that song. Cause that was like, well, cause that's the thing about season two the opener for that is everybody's free. And they, they mentioned that that one in the commentary, like yeah. we spent all our money right up front
1: <laughs> right, on this right, one yeah, song
2: yeah. to get it. But he's like, we couldn't have anything else be, but that thing. And, But just a bit, the visual of, I'll never forget the visual of Brock, you know, riding the the little, the, the, riding to get to them and then, you know, crashing it and running to save everybody. And it's a typical venture moment, like I said, where everything looks, everything's okay. But no, (laughs) it all goes to hell. (laughs) And the best part is just the, the ending with, with Dean on, cause I think that's a turning, like, for me, that's the turning point for Dean, especially is the whole thing with, on tree on his lawn where he's going to try and win her back and he lights things on fire and it, it ends up looking like a burning cross and he's trying to be right. spooky <laughs> right. and he's wearing the, the sheet over his head. So he looks like a Klansman right. and then, yeah. and then the outrider comes out and he basically tells, you know, he just tells the outrider, fuck you is one of my, <laughs> is one of my, like and all of it is my favorite thing. And again, I, I would have been happy if that's how it ended because you know, it's not like, I mean, they talk about the other thing about the show they talked about a lot is the idea that failure is a through line. Right. You know, that so many of these characters, you know, whether it's the monarch or whether it's doc or, you know, most yep. of them are all, what they say know. it's about glorious failure, glorious failure, or beu- like the, or beautiful failure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the whole idea is like, they've, you know, it's just failure after failure, you know? So I would have been fine with, the, you know, with the, with much like that Charlie, you know, the Charlie Brown moment of like, you know, Charles Schultz, never letting Charlie Brown kick the football or, Mm-hmm. having a victory like i'm fine with Venture brothers not like dean not getting trying to back but at the same time telling the outrider what you know, saying what he says you know that to me is is venture brothers that whole ass that whole that whole sequence to me is is that show
0: yeah yeah no and, and i it's funny because we did we we just did flashbacks as an episode last mm-hmm. week but like i just happen to You know, I I just like the ones I picked out were just some of my favorite, some of the ones that I remember as favorites. And then as I'm watching a bunch of them, I'm like, wow, these are all like have like a strong like flashback component to them, which is which is really where I think that some of their episodes like really, really excel is that like their backstory that they reveal after the fact for people that you have known for two or three seasons, Mm -hmm. I think is really, really great. Like Billy Quizboy gets like his origin in season three which, yeah. you know, I mean, and he's been around forever at that point. Like, you know, we've seen him in, in you know, pop up here and there in different episodes, but like, but he might have been in the pilot. Right. But it's just like the way that they weave all of those, all that stuff together, like you were saying, we're like, it's hard to kind of put a synopsis into a single sentence because it's like they got Quizboy's origin, but it's tied into. Right. Like Brock's, you know, early days as as an OSI agent and Hunter setting up stuff for season four. Like I mean, it's just so
3: it's so <laughs> complex. And Hunter, who is just straight up Hunter S.
1: Thompson, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But no, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, his origin, the um, tied into Phantom Limb. When yeah. when everyone was telling it was wasn't it the the Rashomon thing where the same scene was seen by three different people. Or it's the bit where they try to explain Phantom Limb's origin three different people and it all comes off differently that that's the the
0: Rashomon aspects not that episode but yeah but Phantom Lim, Phantom limb's like like how he becomes phantom, phantom limbs
1: Limb, in this episode yeah 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 I'm a fuck yeah that was the one on the date that right. was the um that was the bit yes i'm right. sorry i got that confused with that
3: yeah, Billy Quiz Boys has like the the underground like trivia circuit. Yes. Like the yes. underground yes. game yes. show circuit. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: that was yeah. that was a take
2: of like Quiz Show too, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which the and the
0: thing that I forgot that's in this episode too is it's the OSI G.I. Joe open. Oh yeah. Where they're fighting Sphinx, right? And yes. it's just and it's just like that open of, of G.I. Joe where, where they're fighting like the airship. Yeah. Right?
3: <laughs> the Cobra, the Cobra yeah. symbol shaped airship. Yeah. Oh, God, that is so great. Yeah, we'll see if I can find
0: that clip and put it on. Let me know how it is dot com, because I think if you guys haven't seen the show at all, like, I think that will sell just about anybody.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so great because it's got a song and everything. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Does anyone have a favorite character? If you had to pick one,
0: it's almost like what mood am I in? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Who's yours?
2: Uh, Since you brought it up, I'm gonna well, let's ask you first. Give us all time to think. Sure. I mean, <laughs> if I if I'm I think honestly, if I had to choose one, I mean, you know, I'm obviously I love you, Brock Samson. Um, yeah. You know that that whole bit is always funny. The whole thing of the hero worship of that guy and, and the fact that you know <laughs> he usually delivers. But I would have to say, I mean, I love uh, Doc is probably my favorite. Really? Okay. I really do like Doctor Venture because again, it's just one of those things of you know, he's con- like he's constantly in this loop of doing awful things and at the same time you feel for him because of his messed up childhood. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, it's one of those things where you as a viewer know, like, like Tommy was saying earlier, just how messed up his dad was, you know, and that that secret's kept forever by the original, you know, team venture. Yeah. But just the idea that, you know, it's not something, you know, he just... The struggle for him is everything, but at the same time, you know, he's like, you know, he's just not a good person generally.
3: Right. And I think we've been vermiss so far in not pointing out the voice cast for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because, I mean, Doc especially is played by James Urbaniak. And I don't think anyone but James (laughs) Urbaniak could play Dr. Venture at this point. Right. Like, he is so much that character. Right and and i think he like he makes that character so special
2: yeah a lot of his performance definitely is what also endear in in, in endears me to him yeah yeah because again i agree with you that no one no one is going to be dr Mid. there was there was a rumor early on remember that rumor that crazy rumor about who are they who are they going to place him with oh uh liam schreiber yeah that's what it was it <laughs> was, was so yeah. yeah there was some kind of
0: it was like okay, a BS rumor that? that was going around. Yeah, there was a yeah.
2: BS rumor that Liev Schreiber was going to come in and be Doctor Venture, and everyone was like, "What are you talking about? Did they start that rumor as a joke?" I think they did. I, I think, think just so. to see, just to see how it would, how far it would go, or how much it would live. And right. it, it did. It was, you know, it was a thing for a while. So okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, in the voice cast, like just like we brought up, uh, James Rebanks, Doctor Venture. Many of the characters are voiced by Jackson Public and Doc Hammer, respectively. Mm-hmm. They both. Uh, Jackson Public does the most voices, yeah. But Doc Hammer does a handful of regulars and recurring characters too. And then uh, back to a Ben Edlund co- connection. Uh, Patrick Warburton is the voice of Brock Sampson, mm, yep. and Jackson Public met him while working as a writer on the Tick live action show for Fox that starred Patrick Warburton. Right. So that's how they connected up. Let me see. All right. So
0: Clifton, who's your favorite character then?
3: Uh, Monarch. Monarch. Uh, Okay, I got to go with Monarch every time.
2: Minions.
3: Uh, Who's voiced by (laughs) Jackson Public? Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's one of the Jackson Public voiced characters that was there from the beginning in the pilot. And in the pilot, it's it's one of the uh, one of the things that sold me on the show from the very beginning is in the pilot where the Monarch pursues Doctor Venture to New York because Monarch believes he's Doctor Venture's arch nemesis, Mm -hmm. and as the the boys when talking to to monarch at some point they're like i don't even think our dad's ever mentioned you (laughs) right (laughs) so it's it's definitely a one-sided arch nemesis ship but monarch is obsessed with it and follows them to new york and then ends up making brock think that he kidnapped the boys when he didn't so brock ends up you know beating the crap out of him but there's one scene in new york where like uh Whenever Monarch's confronted with anybody, like when he jumps a turnstile and the, the <laughs> transit police try to stop him, like he he shoots his wrist darts at them and knocks them out. <laughs> right. And then there's one point later he's been doing this all episode of just like shooting people with wrist darts whenever they approach him in New York that somebody like a drug dealer walks up to him on the street. And he's like, like, uh, like smoked dope Coke. <laughs> and like, he just turns around and like tries to shoot him, but he's out of wrist darts. And he's like, no, no, I'm cool. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, cause I lived in New York and like, that, that was my, that was my experience every day walking to class. <laughs> was right. being approachable and be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, And that sold me on the show. <laughs> oh,
0: one
1: for Doc Venture, one for Monarch. Tommy? I was equally going to say the monarch, but to be quite honest, um, 21. Yeah. yeah. He's a good one too. It's, he has, it's weird because he should be the dumbest one in the room, mm-hmm. but he always comes up with the knowledge of something that he shouldn't have any <laughs> business knowing for some right. in any reason. Like he, he makes it plus his character arc. Like he's, yeah. he's no, wait, wait, wait. Twenty one, or hunter gathers. Okay, because hunter gathers always insults the person he talks to. Yeah, regardless of (laughs) who they are or what they're doing, he'll always insult the person that's talking to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A choice between those two.
3: (laughs) Are those both Jackson Public voiced characters? Probably.
1: He 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 voices them. I
0: think. No, I think twenty one is Doc Hammer, right?
2: Yeah, I think so.
3: I
0: think okay. I, yeah. Hunter's definitely Jackson public for sure. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. 21 is, is doc camera. That's oh got, Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's fun to watch a scene and figure out who's talking to who like, yeah. If they're having a conversation with themselves. Right. Right.
0: I, uh I get the Brock love.
2: Yeah. I get it because I think, I think he's
0: kind of, he kind of fits the mold of like the Wolverine character and like the Claremont X-Men days where it's sort of for a while it was, I think that you were you were sucked in by sort of like the gaps in his history. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit like it was a little like, wow, like, what was that like? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I like, think so, too. Um, but I love Hank. I just I, I just love how, <laughs> how, how like how lovably stupid he is. Yes. And yet, but like in and, and his
3: arc is great, too. Yeah. I, <laughs> as is as is with many of the characters in the show. like. Yeah, there's an early episode early in season one where like, it just where it's the when they get stuck in the pirate ship with the pirate ghosts in the Sargasso <laughs> Sea and they meet pirate yeah. captain for the first time. And all the pirates are pretending to be ghost pirates instead of just normal pirates. Right. <laughs> but in that one, uh, when when they're being held hostage and, and Hank's on the loose, Dean's hel- Dean's captive and and he's communicating with with brock over walkie-talkie and brock's like for once i need you to not be hank <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> and his like his obsession
0: with batman i love yeah. too. to like frank i remember you talking about it but there's one episode like there's there's um they're coming from a halloween party and and hank is in the same batman
2: costume that that you had when you were like seven. Oh yeah, yeah like the old like plastic <laughs> smock with the <laughs> face mask yes yeah it was so it was you're getting high off the fumes from the vinyl right <laughs> you know and the other thing is like the point the thing that i remember most about it was when he says the bit i've been look, i've looked for the, the picture i can't find it but right. otherwise we could put it up on the site um the, the, the line that he says about i keep getting my tongue stuck in the slip it's maddening <laughs> Right, that's true. Right. That, his tongue. Yeah, that's true. Because I remember as a kid doing the exact same thing, and it just like would pinch the crap out of your tongue.
0: the little the little breathe. Yeah, the little to mask. breathe
2: yep. to breathe in the vinyl fumes. You know, so you're getting dizzy while you're r- trying to collect candy <laughs> on Halloween. But yeah, I had the same. I had the exact same Batman costume. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 and the when when he's wearing the Batman costume and he jumps off the roof with the umbrella. Mm-hmm. That's a great. <laughs> it's a great bit, and it's also the same thing where they talk about going. They go to the, they were like you know the the power the they go to the Halloween and they keep losing, a costume contest because they win as Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, Peter Chris, and the Bat. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> he refuses, Hank refuses yeah. to play along with the family and won't won't wear the different costume. <laughs> oh, so good stuff.
0: Yeah, it is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Long time in between seasons. Which we should yeah. we should talk about too. Which which you know, um, it's not uncommon for for to wait two years, <laughs> at least sometimes between seasons. Yeah, right?
3: I looked up the the date for the pilot. Just mm-hmm. going back to that, the mm-hmm. the pilot originally aired. It was, I guess it was Valentine's weekend because it was February sixteenth, ah, okay. two thousand three. So that was the holiday it was instead of New Year's, but that was the pilot originally aired February sixteenth, two thousand three. The next, the actual first season of season one, which Mm -hmm. is Dio Dangerous, aired August 7th, 2004. Right. So over almost two years later, a year and a half later between that, between pilot and series. Keep going. Keep going. When was season two? (laughs) Season two. uh, So season one wrapped October 30th, 2004. Season two began June 25th, 2006. Wow. Right. There was a Christmas special at the end of 2004, which is a short one, which was mm-hmm. great, though, which features a Krampus appearance. Right, right. And that episode is great with a throwback to the Sears wish book. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where was it Hank that circled all the presents he wanted from the wish book but the wish book was from like 1976?
2: Right. Doesn't he try to call the number too? Right. I think so. <laughs> Doesn't he try to call that number the, the holiday number yes. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. But it was an old catalog. It was
3: such a great bit.
2: But that's also the, the first place I remember hearing. I mean, I'd heard of Krampus years before that, but like I feel like that like ushered in a, a wave of Krampus stuff. Yeah, no, that was definitely
3: <laughs> that was in the early days of like the Krampus mania, where yes. like everybody latched onto Krampus. Is like, oh, like the ironic, mm-hmm. like anti Christmas tradition, Christmas tradition that, right. that came after. But this is definitely like an early, an early appearance of Krampus in pop culture, in recent pop culture. Yeah, I do remember that, too. So, yeah, season two started uh, June 25th, 2006, and then ended October 15th, 2006. Season three started in 2008, in June 2008, and ran until August 2008. And then we actually get one in uh, only slightly over a year later, in October of 2009, is the start of season four. Okay. Season four runs until December 2009. And then, like, again, oh, no, that was only the first half of season four. Never yeah, mind. season four season is long, four right? four broken in two. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have a year between halves of season four. Season four, part two started <laughs> in September of 2010 <laughs> right? and ran until uh, November of 2010. And then we got another special, mm-hmm. a Halloween special that time. Very Venture Halloween, October 28th, 2012. Mm. And then season five does not come until June 2nd of 2013. (laughs) So that was a big gap between November of 2010 to June 2nd of 2013. And then another special. Yeah. All this in Gargantua 2 Mm. ran in January of 2015. Season six started a year later in January of 2016. Right.
0: And those two were greenlit at the same time. I remember, right. It was five and six were greenlit
3: together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what has become the final season appeared in August of 2018. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's something we joke about is that when abruptly the show was canceled, when was it announced? End of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that we heard yeah. it. So the show had been MIA since August or so of 2018 was when that wrapped up. No, October of 2018 was when the the, the most recent season wrapped up. And you know that's only been two years at that point. So we weren't <laughs> missing the show. Yeah, we're like it's right. right on schedule for them. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. No one was wondering where it was. Yeah, and we're not knocking them. I mean, like we
0: we just we we know that it's you know it's. The, the writing staff is is the two of them, yeah mm-hmm. you know and and a cool little little tidbit of information that we got at one of the panels, because we, we would see them at New York Comic-Con, you know every year. We were looking forward to those panels, especially because they're hilarious. Oh, their panels were amazing. their they're, panels yeah, yeah. are so good. Their panels are great, but they were saying in one of the panels that um, they write the whole season, mm-hmm. and then they do the season premiere last. They write like right the season premiere of the season they're working on last and the, and the thought process is that, well, we know exactly where we're going now because we have it all done. So now we can start to like lay the groundwork and kind of do the teases and everything because we know where we're going. And I and like, and I think like, that's another thing that I'm like, well, that explains the two years right there.
2: Right, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. The first year I went to New York comic-con I ended up going by myself because everyone bailed on me at the last second and couldn't go. <laughs> and I still, you know, I'm not bitter about it. It just worked out that way. Um, but I got to meet them. Okay. Yeah. I waited. It, they were. I saw them. I recognized them out of the corner of my eye and they went to have a smoke. And I totally like did that thing of, you know, inching closer without being weird right okay. until i got to speak to them at that very that it wasn't, con. It wasn't the, i love you brock samson no no right. it wasn't that you know or, or you know your, your murder flies there was none of that stuff <laughs> welcome to welcome to big boy town um <laughs> but yeah no they i mean they were you know they were incredibly gracious and nice and you know i told them i couldn't wait for the new season i think it was honestly i think it was season four mm-hmm. maybe. You know, that I was waiting for that, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're hard, we're working, you know, when we're not doing stuff like this, we're hard, you know, we're working hard on it. So,
3: yeah, I remember the first New York that you, me, and Zach went to, Frank. So it was Mm -hmm. Frank, Zach, and me went to this one. And this was 2011. And I think the Venture Brothers panel, that one was where they, they talked about how on one of the DVDs in the commentaries, and it was for the episode, (laughs) That we had mentioned before, Mm -hmm. which was the, oh, what's the full title of it? I always forget the full title. Escape from the
0: House of Mummies Part 2. Yes, Escape from the House
3: of the Mummies Part (laughs) 2. Then in the commentary, in the DVD commentary on that, they joked that Escape from the House of the Mummies Part 1 was mm. hidden on a dvd box set as an easter egg yes right? that you had to like <laughs> you know hit the menu buttons in the right order yeah. to, to unlock it right and and they say that in the commentary and they said like you know for years they would get people being like is there really an escape to the house of the mummies part one <laughs> right and then they're in their response at that point where they're like they're like are you kidding they're like it took us like eight years to make three seasons. Right, you think right. we like we have another episode we haven't given you? Yeah, right. I remember that too. He's like, he's like, you've seen our DVD extras. It's like us yes. walking
0: around the studio in he's jumpsuits. Like, he's like, yes. you think you think we made a, an actual full episode and didn't tell anybody? Like, just did it <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, that's like one of the commentaries when you know they're talking about what's the episode with the with the Vatican gorillas. Oh, I can't remember which one oh. that is. It's, it's, it's around the time that Brock has got helper in his chest. Okay. Okay. So season four, but that's I season, remember that season four somewhere. Cause it's one of those things where, because I think it's, I think it might be the premiere. Cause it, it, it's the recap of what Brock had been up to, you know, when Brock gets chunky and mm-hmm. then gets to a less chunky Brock Samson, but he's still okay. got the, the metal panel in his chest. Anyway. Mm. What I, what I remember in the, I think it's a commentary for that one where they managed. I think it's, it's Doc Cameron talks about the fact that they were able to find a way, as research, quote unquote, to get a trip to Italy, to oh. research the Vatican because they had an idea for Vatican gorillas that Brock, right, right. that Brock goes up against, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. Um, <laughs> to get this trip just for that throwaway bit in that episode, right. yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: I want to give some love to uh, the art book. Oh, yeah. That that, that came out, which um, Clifton, you were following this Mm
3: -hmm. for a
0: long time, because this was also one of those things where this book was announced for years and years and years.
3: Yeah, it was announced for like the first five seasons. And I think, (laughs) no, for the first four seasons. And by the time it comes out, it's the first six seasons. Mm -hmm. So it got delayed as much as the show does. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. But I mean,
0: it's. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous book. And like and I'm a sucker for that stuff anyway. Like I love all all art books for animation, but this one especially, just because I think their sensibility, I just think that they, like they they the two of them are such distinct voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's just like I don't know, it's them. It's an extension of them in a weird way. You know, if that makes sense.
2: hmm Yeah, I, I that's one of the things with, with that art book, you definitely, you know, see I mean, as you should with a book about animation, you get, I mean, my thing is, I don't think their style gets enough credit. Mm, yeah. You know, I agree being, completely. You know, I think as as, a, as an art style, as, a, as a, a rendering for like backgrounds and characters and all that. So I think it doesn't you know, get near. And especially the fact that like, we've talked about it a little bit. I don't think we've talked about it in the podcast, but we've talked amongst ourselves that like a lot of the DC straight to uh, Blu-ray or DVD stuff has a little bit of a venture look to it yeah it does um forgive me I, I think i think venture looks a lot better sure <laughs> no be i agree with you I, but i, I yeah, think yeah. But, but i think i think you can trace back or you can go and look at the uh, you know look at some of that the more the more current i'm talking like like the, some of the more recent um direct stuff has a lot a, a look along those lines wouldn't you say Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the man of
0: tomorrow, Superman, man of tomorrow and Mm -hmm. the JSA world war two. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. The new art style, I think has, has a similarity Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah.
2: So much so that I, that I, I think, I, I think I told uh, Zach this at one point when I looked at the trailer, I had that moment of like, are we going to, you know, is there going to be, you know, is there going to be that moment? I'm like, that's a venture face or that's a venture character or, you know, mm-hmm. when does the Monarch show up or, right,
0: right.
2: <laughs> you know, right. that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Is Brock on the Justice League now? Yes, yeah. exactly.
3: Yeah, I can't remember who the studio was that did the early seasons of Venture. I can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. But the the latter seasons are produced by Titmouse, mm-hmm. yeah. animation studio that's by bi- coastal They have an L.A. and New York office and also Vancouver. But Tip Mouse like, is really good. They're a very like, versatile studio mm-hmm. and can make a lot of things look good yeah. in, in different styles. And like especially like some of the later season ventures like just look gorgeous. Yep. Yeah, like season do. seven, there's the snow scene stuff in New York. It's and, really nice. Oh, it looks amazing.
0: Yeah.
3: And, and Tip Mouse can definitely get the job done. And, and they've done a lot of good stuff. Motor City yeah. was theirs too, which I love Motor City. Yeah, and I
0: mean, like, yeah, Google stills of Motor City and and Venture Brothers and
3: see like how different those look and, yep. e- and like beautiful in completely different ways. And the Star Wars Galaxies of Adventure shorts that ran on Disney. We're also oh, Titmouse. Right. Titmouse is a really good studio. Like, oh, They that's can, right. they can that's do a lot them. of great looking stuff. Oh, those are great, too. Yeah, the Galaxy. Of, oh, my God. I love yep. those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love those. Yeah. Titmouse is great. Yeah. Nice to give them some love here, too. So. All right. So we're going to start closing out. Um, and we will talk about our expectations for the movie, which was just announced. But first, if you like the show, you could check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how Just please, however you find us. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. Finally, if you have any topic ideas, you can send it our way on Twitter or in the comment section. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials. L.M.K.H.I.I. All right. So what do we think? What, what do we think about uh, about this movie? I'm glad we're getting it. Me too.
2: <laughs> For sure. I was, I was yeah. heartbroken. I was yeah.
3: heartbroken. It was a very unceremonious
2: cancellation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was not. I don't think it was handled very well. I don't think it was one of the Considering
3: it, it was renewed before it was canceled. True.
0: Right. Like, right. like,
2: you know what I
3: mean? And, and it was canceled at a time where animation was pretty much the only thing going. Yes. Yeah.
2: There's that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a time where people are, you know, sitting in their their walk in closets doing their voice work, I didn't see why there was an issue with giving us another season. Yeah. Right. You know, and as much as I'm happy out of a movie, I wouldn't mind, obviously, another, you know, I don't know how long the movie's going to be, but there's a lot of stuff that's sort of left dangling within yeah, the series right. as well as the way the last season ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I mean, I was just thinking about the series as a whole. I, I would hope, you know, for it, we would get some kind of answer about, Hank and Dean's mom. Right. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I was hoping we would get out of it. Right. Because it's one of the things where they've teased it over the years, years and years. Right. Yeah. She's not really <laughs> touched
0: upon after a while. She's right. Like, like we see her in what in two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, she's kind of like Sharon stone in casino. Right. <laughs> right.
2: Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yeah. And they sort of, yeah. When they have that old episode with, uh, with her, which is a great thing of Brock going through the windshield. <laughs> yeah. right. It's an amazing scene of him yeah. doing yeah. the breathing thing and then going through the windshield to, to stop the, the, you know, save, himself, save the boys in Doc Venture and then not get run over. is so <laughs> right. fantastic. Yeah.
3: He just stands in the street and waits for the car. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. He will, basically he wills himself through the windshield, which is- amazing. Yeah, it jumps backwards through the windshield of a moving car. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I it's would great. like to, I mean, you know, because again, they don't really- I would, I would like a definitive yes or no about what the deal is. Right. Okay. You know, that's just me. That's what I was thinking. Right. Cause the only, other, the only other one was, we got one big answer about something I, I picked up on way early mm. and I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't gotten to that season yet, but just the idea of the idea of playing around with a, a with what it means to be a quote unquote venture brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause yeah, again, yeah. I, you know, there was that one. I was like, no, that one I kind of knew but the other one that i that i've always speculated about was brock like we've never seen anything about brock's like family really yeah. parentage any of it and i would like to see something about that brought up as well
0: yeah it's a good point yeah it's not touched upon at, at all
2: you know we don't have any no siblings no nothing right you know and and again i you know i i i spec that one i don't, that one i can't say yes or no but i've speculated that He's the only other character that's built like Jonah's venture. Right. <laughs> so there was always that question of is he one is he a venture brother that we don't know is one yet? So But yeah, a lot of there's a lot of familial stuff that I'd like to see wrapped up before the show is. Okay. Done done. Clifton, Tommy, what are you guys
3: what are you guys thinking? I mean, I would just like more than one movie i'd hope that they become kind of like series of movies like the like the hulk movies in the 80s (laughs) when that show ended and then we'd sporadically just get hulk movies right so that we can see because they were in the middle of of writing season eight like they were halfway done writing season eight which we know means they wrote the end first right Right. so like they did a good chunk of the work for season eight already so i just want to see that play out i want to see them get to do all the stuff they wanted to do yeah yeah, two. and if it takes more than one movie, then great. Especially Absolutely. since season eight was was kind of talked about as
0: like the last one, right? right. And and I'm just like, man, it's so cruel to just yes. to to get rid of it at that point. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's it's like on one hand, I'm thinking the the movie, right? If you take like all the best material from the stuff they have already, like the movie's probably going to be pretty good. I think right. maybe not sure. to put too much pressure on it, but yeah, I just like. It's it's just so sad to take something that I think was going to be whatever it was ten hours, yeah. right at the end to kind of cram it down to whatever this animated movie is going to be seventy
1: minutes, ninety right. minutes, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tommy, what do you think? Oh, I hope they um, I said, I hope they do a flash forward. I hope we okay. get a next generation adventure, and they only allude to things that you think you're going to get resolution on, but they tease it like they do everything else. Um, I want to see <laughs> uh, incorporation of ideas based upon now parodies, but have just snippets of the past, right? In order, because uh, I mean, if like what you're saying, if they're not going to give full reign to uh, actually finish it up like they did before, create something new in the same vein, make make it like uh, Venture Brothers Forever or something. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I'll I'll be fine if they don't wrap up stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm already coming to the close. I mean, the way they tell their stories, if we get a resolution on anything, is a miracle. I just yeah. like their uh the premise of their idea and how they move things forward. So I'm hoping if they do a movie that they act like it's something new, but it's just familiar, and they allude to stuff like, either I I would like either Dean and Hank's kids, mm. or the Monarchs kids. Okay, and make it what they experience and it's reminiscent of stuff that's happened before and how they're affected and how they tie into the whole venture legacy that's right. what i want so you want venture brothers beyond right yeah of <laughs> course yeah but but that's what makes it even more better it's almost like a weird pitch for it to last longer in a different vein if that uh, makes sense uh, okay i i hope if
0: they're getting extra movies i hope that there's any potential for extra movies I hope that they're talking about it now to let them know so that they can yes. kind of like prepare for it a little bit and not fire everything off in this and then be like, oh, OK, you want more? Right. Like, but um, yeah, as far as uh, like story wise, I have no idea what I want. And it's kind of the fun of the show for me is that like is it's one of the only things I watch where I don't have like a theory or I don't have like I want this to happen. I want that to happen. I just like sitting back and letting them just do their thing and surprise me you know and it's it's kind of refreshing to have a show that you can do that with where as opposed to everything else right like like you know mcu and batman stuff at dc stuff like we all know we play a little bit of like well so-and-so is supposed to become this character and so like you know what i mean there's always a little bit of like still still engaging but how how are they gonna steer into this right we kind of know which way to lean a little bit on the ride as we as we say sometimes right, right? off mic so so yeah but i'm happy we're getting it so. yes all right listeners chat us up about venture brothers in the comments or on twitter as always we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com please remember to like us and follow us on social media and thanks for being here and we will see you next time